Greetings, bibliophiles, to five author questions, or 5AQ, presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library, the podcast that attempts to delve into the minds of writers using only five questions. Hello, my name is Kevin King. I'm the head of community engagement here at the Kalamazoo Public Library. And I'm Sandra Farrick, head of youth services. So, Sandra. Yes, Kevin. I have a huge question for you. Okay. In, in lay it on me. It's this is like this is like one of those questions that decides like Our fri- friendship? friendship points here. Oh, okay. Ready? What is your favorite character class in Dungeons and Dragons? I guess we cannot be friends because <laughs> I have no idea. And when people say dungeon master, uh-huh. I think of something very different oh, yeah, than from, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Yeah, and that's so, for another podcast. That's your other podcast. It's the other podcast, <laughs> the one in my head. So, <laughs> so if I was if I was creating a character for you yes. to introduce you to Dungeons and mm-hmm. Dragons, I I actually think you would be. I've got the first thing that popped in my head might seem like I'm offending you, but it's not. Choose wisely. I'm going to write this down and then do research with the librarian. I am. Yeah, 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 I know. Go. I think there's two things. You're Ooh. either going to be a cool barbarian. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Or you're definitely going to be a wizard or a warlock, some kind of magic user. Okay. Yeah. Why, why, why? What's the deal with the barbarian? I just know. I just, just a very powerful person. I am. And I think that would be a really cool thing. So how do they how do they follow us in the social medias? Oh, they could do so many things and they should so just do things. all of them. Mm-hmm. So on Instagram, you should come to at five author questions. Please spell out five. The, the gram makes us do that, even though we call them the gram mm-hmm. on Twitter. We are at five AQ pod. And that's the number five because, you know, Twitter likes everything super short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then if you want to email us and tell us about your dungeon master or class or whatever it is. <laughs> your dungeon master class. <laughs> How'd you do today in class? Your dungeon master it class. Is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm all done. You're done. Podcasts with an S because hopefully we will have more than one. Mm-hmm. Podcasts at kpl.gov. And remember to like, share, and subscribe to 5AQ. Or we'll... Fireball you. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to die. I'm sorry. All right. We have to introduce our guest now. Oh, yes, we should do that. We should do that. She'll wrangle us back. I hope so. Oh, maybe not. MJ Kuhn is a fantasy writer by night and a mild-mannered university employee by day. She lives in the metro Detroit area with her husband, Ryan, a dog named Rex, and the very spoiled cat, Thorin Oakenshield. You can find more information about MJ online at www.mjcoon.com. So a brief description of Among Thieves, the book she'll be talking about today. And, oh, I should have asked how to pronounce some of these names of characters because it's a fantasy book. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. No, just wing it. I'm going to wing it. Okay. In just over a year's time, Raya Catella, oh, she gave me the thumbs up, has already earned herself a reputation as the quickest, deadliest blade in the dockside city of Carowick. Not to mention the sharpest tongue. But Raya is not her real name. For the past six years, a deadly secret has kept her in hiding, running from town to town, doing whatever it takes to stay one step ahead of the formidable guildmaster, the sovereign ruler of the five kingdoms of Thamor. Well, that wasn't very good, she said. All right, (laughs) no matter how far or how fast she travels, his servants never fail to track her down. But even the most powerful men can be defeated. Raya's path now leads directly into the heart of the Guildmaster's stronghold and against every instinct she has. It's not a path she can walk alone. Forced to team up with a crew of assorted miscreants, smugglers, and thieves, 
Raya must plan her next moves very carefully. If she succeeds, her freedom is won once and for all. But unfortunately for Raya, her new allies are nearly as selfish as she is, and they all have plans of their own. Bum, bum, bum. Welcome to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, we'll do it again. Ready? Take two. And they all have plans of their own. Dun, dun, dun. All right. <laughs> Welcome to 5AQMJ. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited. This has been, I've been looking forward to our conversation ever since finishing the book. Yes. So. We ask questions. We ask questions. We have actually five of them. Five of them. Hence the name of the show. And <laughs> if there is a follow-up question, it doesn't count towards the five because it is our show. And it's our rules. And our rules. So, so we can keep you here like forever with just infinite questions. So which, just prepare. Which, which I mean, m- technically I've agreed to this. So you <laughs> yeah, have. That's true. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to just keep her for a while. <laughs> All right. So question number one. What Dungeons and Dragons character class do you find yourself drawn to the most and why? All right. So I had to really think about this Mm -hmm. because there's lots of good options. I was torn between two in the end. um, And I said either a rogue or a wizard. Mm -hmm. And my reasoning is because I feel like they're like, generally speaking, like the the smart and tricky characters Mm -hmm. You know, the kind of twisty ones that, that keep you on your toes. Um, and in any type of media show, book, anything, those kinds of characters are always my favorites. Um, so, like, if there's any Game of Thrones fans in the house, um, Peter Baelish was my favorite character. Okay. Don't hate me too much. <laughs> but it's just because, you know, I yeah. feel like that kind of character, when they show up, like, something interesting is about to happen. <laughs> well, like Han Solo. I mean, that roguish yeah, you know, kind of I'm up to something. I'm not going to be completely honest with you. Um, and I mean, that should be super clear that that's my preference of characters mm-hmm. as soon as anyone reads among thieves. <laughs> and definitely. Um, yeah, I think um, it, it's a great archetype. Um, this, the, the, like I said, the roguish kind of um, handsome devilish character that you're always kind of looking side eyed at all the time, I think. Yeah, you, you captured that well in, in Raya, and I appreciated that. Good. That's exactly what I was going uh, for with good. Raya, my, my little rogue. <laughs> All right, question number two. What masterpiece do you wish you had created and why? So this is a really good question. Um, and I think <laughs> we've already hinted at it with my bio, mm-hmm. uh, with the name of my cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a pretty gigantic Tolkien nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a problem. Um, so, <laughs> so if I have to say one, I wish I had created. I would say Middle Earth. Um, but I mean, I, I that's bold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Still not, well, you know, it's one of the most intense you know fantasy worlds in all of mm-hmm. history of fantasy. Um, I just think that you know the books and the films were so instrumental to creating my love of fantasy growing up um maybe more accurately i just kind of hope to someday create something approaching the scope of that level of world mm-hmm. building because you know you read the silmarillion and it's like there was <laughs> so much that never made it oh, onto yeah. any of the official pages you know um so yeah that would be super awesome to make something like one tenth that mm-hmm. intense <laughs> that's the one thing about fantasy writers is that the that the, you don't get in many other other than maybe science fiction is that sense of world building mm-hmm. that i really appreciate this 
you go you can go back to that that world and see other characters and see other you know side characters you saw in one book come back later in another book you find out they're important and i really those are the fun parts of that genre Agreed. I can't see myself. And I, I mean, maybe someday I'll, I'll decide to try my hand at contemporary or something, mm-hmm. but that is precisely the reason why I write fantasy. Um, and I've, <laughs> I've tried to dabble in sci-fi. I have not had success there yet myself. Um, but you know, anything where I get to just kind of create my own societies and, mm-hmm. and worlds and, you know, religious systems and like everything yeah. is up for grabs. And that's super, super, that's the most fun part of the process for me, honestly. Yeah. All right. Question three, which is, you know, uh, the question we pretty much ask every author. (laughs) If you could pick a theme song for your life, what would you choose and why? Okay. So I tried really hard to think of a different one because it's so related to my answer for question two, but I could not, I could not. not. So my answer is, uh, concerning hobbits, uh, from Howard Shore's soundtrack for Lord of the Rings. Um, so it's the Shire theme though. Yeah. 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 Like that super calming, uh, it just puts me in such a good mood every time mm-hmm. I hear it. And it's like, I strive to someday have a life peaceful and wholesome enough <laughs> <laughs> to be worthy of that song as a soundtrack to my life. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Wouldn't it be cool? Right? If, yeah. If you like opened your house door every day and that music just came <laughs> on. Yeah. I'm just going to like sit on my porch with uh-huh. some tea and yeah. whatever cheese, <laughs> whatever Bilbo's eating. Yeah. <laughs> we're with, just hanging out. It's with, your, be good. <laughs> with your shoes and socks off. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's the true Hobbit life right there. You want to tell people <laughs> about the Spotify? Yeah, I do actually. So for those of you listening uh, for the first time, you can go to the description of the podcast and get a Spotify, a link to the Spotify playlist we created with the answer that every author has given in a neat little playlist. So you get to hear all the songs people have, have uh, told us were, were the theme songs of their life. It'll be like, it'll be like the soundtrack to your next library visit. Oh, when you could do like a who's who, because some authors gave us like five songs for yeah. their lives. Yeah, I know. We're like, come on, man. <laughs> like not, this is when I was, a, I was an infant yeah, and then I was a teen. My first date one. And we're just like, this is not your mixtape. <laughs> But it was. Yeah, he but makes it was their fun. own mixtape. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, I we I love music. We love music, mm-hmm. and that's why we love this question because it's different for every everybody, and it's fun to hear what people listen to. So, and I love hearing about new songs and bands that I did not know of before. So yeah. that's see, so it's a bonus. It's a very eclectic playlist right now. Yeah, it is. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah, I'm wondering what other people have said, and yeah. mine's gonna be like a hard left. Uh, no, we've no, got some it's been other left field turns. Okay. <laughs> Italian composers yeah, and the Korean Bob Dylan. The Korean Bob Dylan. There's yeah. been um yeah, yeah. yeah it's been All right, to I gotta share. check out this playlist. Yeah, yeah, we'll send it to you. You love it. <laughs> okay, question four. Among Thieves is not only a fantasy, but also a heist or caper story. So talk about what inspired you to mash up the two genres. So this is a great question and it kind of relates to a question that I get a lot, um, or have gotten a lot since, you know, whatever announcing the book deal is that like, what inspired you to write the mm-hmm. story? Um, and for a really long time, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and, and then finally, literally like two months ago, I sat down and was like, no, I'm going to like actually write this out <laughs> so I can appropriately answer this question mm-hmm. finally. Um, so I think what inspired the mashup is it's really just a marriage of two of my favorite types of story. Um, so obviously like heists specifically, I really enjoy, you know, I've always loved, 
um, you know, Ocean's Eleven and the Italian Job or, mm -hmm. um, you know, the fantasy heist that you do have already, right? Like Six of Crows, yeah. Eliza Block Lamora, the rest of Scott Lynch's series with that. Um, <clears throat> and I just also love anti-heroes. I love, like we were talking about, those roguish yeah. characters. I love a character that is not a knight in shining armor. Uh, they're, you know, maybe a little sketchy. Maybe they're going to stab you in the back. And th that to me makes the story so much more interesting. Not that I, you know, don't also love a good fantasy story with a knight in shining armor, but so um, Sandra, this characters in Dungeons and Dragons would be chaotic neutral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but seriously, chaotic neutral is yes. like my favorite alignment. To, to, it's totally. To, yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or neutral evil is kind of Ooh, uh, yeah, a good one too, a good one that, too that, yeah. that I'll embody in my characters a lot. I feel mm -hmm. like, um, so I've been We're, seeing that on social media for a million things. Like they did oh, it for fonts. Yeah. Right? The alignment yes. things. For and things. I was just like, where did this come from? So thank yeah. you. Cause my, I just been wondering. <laughs> Mystery this solved. Mystery yeah, solved. Yeah. Yep. And now I would like her to finish her answer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. That was a very cat neutral thing for me to do to interrupt. <laughs> And I loved it. It was great. Okay, great. Thank you. Because <laughs> I too love heists and fantasy. And I want to hear all about I, it. Let's hear yes, more. yes. No, well, I mean, and it's just, I, I also love fantasy. And like I said before, I can't see myself at this point in my career, at least writing anything where I don't build my own world from scratch. I just, I love it too much. It's too much fun. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it just made sense to kind of tie them together. Uh, and I feel like with Among Thieves in, in particular, it's really like uh it's like six heists in one kind of, because every single member of the team mm -hmm. has their own little plan yeah. uh, to screw everybody else over. Um, and I also am like, just fascinated with themes of betrayal and stuff. I think it's like, you know, everyone has felt that gut punch to some degree. Mm -hmm. So it's like a really relatable emotion <laughs> in fiction. You know, everyone's yeah. felt that like, Oh gosh, that sting of mm -hmm. you just did what you were not supposed to do. Thanks yeah. for that. Um, and, you know, just a team of rogues that are genuinely not great people teaming up to steal something super valuable just seemed like a really great opportunity to explore all of my favorite things in one. <laughs> so then how did you keep everything together, right? Because fantasy world building is its own big monstrosity. Mm -hmm. And then so you have to do that. And then you just said you have six heists in one. And it's very hard to write one heist, let alone six mm -hmm. In a fantasy world. So did you have post-its everywhere? Did you have like, you know, where they're, they're tracking serial killers? Yeah, have the string the with the photos. <laughs> <laughs> like that, on that your ceiling of yeah. Charlie Day. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Like, that. <gasps> yeah, kind of, but like it was all in the computer. So I, you know, I know with a lot of writers, I'm sure you've talked about the whole plotter versus pantser debate, right? Um, I am a plotter to the nth degree, um, which was super helpful <laughs> mm -hmm. for, for this story. So <clears throat> I, for all my world building, I use one note. Um, mm. it's amazing. It's like a, you know, a trapper keeper in the computer <laughs> is my, is my nineties showing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, <laughs> but so, and I have like inspiration images and I'll keep like all the information about the political alliances. I'll do my character interviews all in different folders in there. Um, but for the plot and particularly for the heist part of Among Thieves, um, I do my plotting in Excel. Um, mm. So wow. I have like a big grid where uh -huh. I separate it out into major plot points. And then every plot point and honestly chapter or scene, I have um, columns for every single plot, subplot, character arc, 
everything. Um, then, and I just like fill it in and I color code it like a crazy person. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's super, super helpful. So if there's any other like super type a plotter folks, uh, in the audience here and you haven't used Excel for plotting yet, um, maybe give it a whirl. I I thought it sounded a little bit weird when I first tried it, but it's been a lifesaver. Sounds fascinating. And you, it, well, you know, type A personalities, it's the entire librarian profession. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm like, how do I use this in my life? I'm going to need to see a sample. I'm going to need to <laughs> see a sample. What can I plot in Excel? Yes. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So I'm not going to use it for math. I mean, that's just silly. That's, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even right. know what to that's do like with math. Too expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too mainstream for Excel. Come so on. So you guys know the author, Amelia Atwater Rhodes? Mm-hmm. She wrote that. The vampire, or werewolf? Was it vampire? I don't. Know. I don't remember. But she wrote her first book when she was like fifteen or something. Show oh off. Gosh. Yeah, and she and she came to visit the library once, and she brought her like this computer file of like how she did world building, and I was just like, oh my, that's a lot of work. Yeah, and it was huge, and she showed me like, well, there's this folder, and then there's this folder, and I was just, I was blown away. Yeah, well, I think hers is gonna yeah. blow her that I, one I think out so too. I think like I, it's like a whole yeah. book before the book. I think yeah. I, I, if I were to add up the word count in my OneNote document, it's mm-hmm. more than the novel. <laughs> well, that's when <laughs> you, sad, when but. you, when, I, when you get out the director's cut of the book that can be in there, right. but like, it'll be like four volumes. Right. right. But, great. but that means that you have impeccable world building yeah. and all there's not going to be plot holes. No. I hope not. <laughs> because you know people will catch those. Yeah, they will. Yes, like, I know it's like my nightmare to be find like, a plot uh, hole like, um, now Miss, that it's yeah. printed. Miss <laughs> MJ, I noticed on page 32 that you said that yeah. the character had blue shirt on, but in fact... They never went home to change, so why uh, is it yeah, now red? Yeah, how, how is that happening? <laughs> I'll go, no! <laughs> <laughs> the head explodes. Right? <laughs> I think um, that leads into our last question. I think it does. That actually does lead to our last question, which is how do you practice self-care? That is a great question. I was so happy that you guys had this question because I think it's super important. <laughs> I mean, obviously people in general tend to neglect self-care, but I think a lot of, well, at least the writers I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like we all kind of struggle with it a little bit because it's, um, you don't get this deep <laughs> into mm-hmm. writing unless you're a little obsessive. Um, so like, it can be really hard to take breaks in between projects, even though I know I'm burnt out, stuff like that. Um, so my like self-care, I don't know if I'll call them tips because everybody has different things. Um, but my big one is exercise. So mm-hmm. like, that's also my like writer's blockbuster. If mm-hmm. I am just really stuck um, I just go for a run or, um, I'm really big into like kickboxing and weightlifting and stuff. So I'll just go, you know, do that for a little while. And a lot of times it'll clear my head. Um, another important self-care that is a recent addition, mm-hmm. uh, is breaks from my cell phone. Um, now that the book is kind of out there a little bit, um, and like early reviewers have it and, you know, people have started tagging me and stuff and, you know, it's really easy to just go. I am just going to drown in Twitter notifications mm-hmm. or TikTok, you know, whatever all day. And that's just not healthy. Uh, <laughs> even if it's happy stuff coming yeah. in, that's, that's just not healthy. Um, so that's, uh, that's a self-care thing that I do. 
Um, and then the last one is just, uh, I'm super open about it. I also am fortunate to have a healthcare plan that lets me go to therapy. (laughs) Um, so I think that anyone who is, you know, is able to, to swing that it's just a great resource. Um, it's helpful to talk to a person that really doesn't have, you know, they're far enough away from all of your situations Mm -hmm. to not be, you know, super biased in any way. So, um, that's my self-care main stuff. (laughs) I'm glad we're in a world where it's okay now to say you go to therapy because mm-hmm. I think yes. for so long, yes. and I mean, we still sometimes preface it like, um, yeah, I go to therapy. And- no, yep. I don't. I'm like, I have to go see my therapist today. She's yeah. going to yell at me. <laughs> She's going to yell at me. Right? Yell I'm going to get in trouble. I haven't been using my methods I'm uh, supposed to be using. She's going to yell at me. That's the dungeon master, I thought. But I'm bump. Dungeon master of our lives. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> our therapist. <laughs> but you are not the first author to say that they take breaks from cell phones or mm-hmm. social media. Oh, no. And um, yeah. Big takeaway. That is the big takeaway. Did yeah. you do you remember the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon from the 80s? Did you ever get to watch that? I know no. you're a child of the 90s, but those of the ch- children of the 80s like me, mm-hmm. <laughs> the oldest one here in the room, there is a great, <laughs> really cheesy Dungeons and Dragons cartoon that was amazing. And when you say my dun- my therapist is the dungeon master, I think of the dungeon master character in that cartoon. And people that watch that cartoon will understand he would be the best thing. Fun. Yes. But what do you have? Uh, what are you working on now or what's coming up next for you? Yeah. So, so far, TBD. Um, <laughs> I do have um, three projects that are like in various stages of almost finished um, that I am hoping to get some sort of deal for. <laughs> Um, but at this point in time, I, I don't have anything official on the horizon. Um, so everybody buy among thieves so that I can have some. (laughs) I encourage everyone to buy among thieves. It was super great. Are they all in the YA realm? No, nope. So they're all actually adult, which among thieves is kind of crossover. Yeah, it's crossover. It's technically in the adult market. Um, saga is like an adult publisher. Um, but I do think that if, you read mostly YA fantasy. Um, I tried to pace it more like a YA. So I think that a lot of YA fantasy fans will, will find something that they can probably relate to um, in Thieves too. So, um, and that'll probably be the vibe that I go for for most of my next few books, at least. Um, just because YA pacing is so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally Alex Award material. Yeah, that's because she's talking and I'm like, this sounds totally YA. It's mm-hmm. like, like I'm ready to read it because I am either like a five-year-old or like a 16-year-old. There is no, <laughs> yeah, I don't no do, middle ground. <laughs> no, I don't do the adulting, mm. but then they tried, the publisher started with new adult, and I was oh, like, yes. stop with the new adult. Just stop mm. it. <laughs> yeah, that's silly. Our college-aged pro tags. That's fine. College-age I can deal with. It's that new adult nonsense. <laughs> new adult. Nobody wants to relive being in their 20s. <laughs> exactly. Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, just the fun parts of being in my twenties. <laughs> right. Yeah. The rose colored glasses stuff yeah. that we look back on later. <laughs> exactly. Well, this has been super fun. Like Sandra yes. said, we have to get you out to Kalamazoo. Yes. Hey, yes. I, I think she should come out when the book comes out officially and do an author visit with us. Oh, a hundred percent. That would be super fun. We're, I would love to. We're going to, we're going to talk after this podcast mm-hmm. and make that happen for the fall. I think that'd be super fun. I'm thinking for something else too, but we can't yeah. say while we're recording. No, we can't. But then we can also, uh, you know, visit the 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 breweries of Kalamazoo, which we talked about before the show. Which yes. I'll bring my own booze, Always but good. yes, I'm down. Yeah, okay, you're good. You're down. <laughs> All right. 
So this has been great, MJ. We appreciate you spending the time with us and uh, we hope you have a great day. Yes, thank you guys so much for inviting me on. Thanks for listening to another episode of Five Author Questions presented by the Kalamazoo Public Library. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss an episode. Finally, we leave you with a quote from American economist Paul Samuelson. Good questions outrank easy answers.